This is Back of House News, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. This week, we welcome back Tyler Booth, Director of Investments at RelishWorks, to talk through the latest economic indicators and what restaurants can take away from them. Welcome back, Tyler. Thanks, Claudia, for having me back. Yeah. So I know we've been talking about the possible looming recession lately, and it seems like people were somewhat surprised by last week's news that the economy actually grew in Q3 of this year. Is there anything positive to take from that in general that you're seeing? Yeah, well, Claudia, overall, you know, our thinking is that the picture hasn't changed that much. Mm -hmm. You know, you will see the headlines saying that the U.S. economy has expanded at a 2.6 percent annualized rate in the third quarter, returning to growth from the prior two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth that we saw earlier in 2022. And, you know, I think there's there's something to be said about the headlines that was a welcome sense of or a sigh of relief yeah. from you know certain lawmakers and, and folks in our government that we've mm-hmm. returned to growth. But I think, you know, you really have to double click and look into that report a little bit. And you see that most of that growth in the third quarter was attributable to an increase in our net exports, you know, that happened to other countries. So when you really click into the report, you'll see that, you know, really the path that we've been on hasn't changed that much. Mm -hmm. If you remove the net exports from, you know, the GDP report, you know, we really didn't grow all that much, if if at all. Um, we might have contracted a little bit. You know, there are some reports out there saying that consumer purchases, you know, have sort of leveled off and mm-hmm. plateaued on the goods side. On the services side, there still is some robust purchasing that's being done by consumers, but there are some sort of yellow yellow flags, um, if not red flags. You know, if you get into the second and third levels of of that GDP report, so mm-hmm. the headlines we're good. But, you know, doing a further analysis, there is some pause for sure that that has been done. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's that's disappointing, but a very, a very real look at what we're facing here. And I want to talk a little bit about inflation now, because I know that some updated inflation data also came in last week. Are we starting to see any signs of relief on that front that we've all been very hopeful for? Yeah. You know, this has been a very surprising and unexpected um, area for us. Um, you know, inflation, it came out that it increased uh, 0.4% in September. Mm-hmm. That was after it increased 0.1% in August. We had definitely expected inflation to have plateaued or even declined month over month at this time, but that really hasn't happened yet. You know, this has been very puzzling to us, to members of government, to lawmakers, economists, you know, and if not, you know, a little alarming, you know, the Federal Reserve has been increasing interest rates at a very rapid pace to sort of cool down the economy and stifle inflation. Right. It's been disheartening uh, a little bit to see that on an overall basis, all those rate hikes um, by the Federal Reserve, you know, and we still are seeing inflation. So it hasn't been working to the, to the degree that folks thought that it would. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, we'll wait for, you know, the October, November, December inflation reports. But 
definitely, again, as I mentioned before, some yellow flags here, if not red flags. Um, you know, inflation still is here, and we hope it will plateau soon. If it doesn't, that's going to spell potential trouble on the horizon for the U.S. economy. Yeah. What about unemployment? Do you have any thoughts on where that could be headed? I know that a lot of restaurants are trying to staff up for the holidays and the labor market, as I understand it, remains pretty tight. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, this, you know, Claudia, as you point out, is another interesting element of the economy that we're watching. Mm -hmm. You know, unemployment has stayed at historical lows near three and a half percent for quite some time. It's it is because of this historical low unemployment number that consumers are able to spend on goods and services um, that they have been. And that is what's caused inflation to continue to be robust and, you know, really stay at these very high levels that we've seen over the past, you know, 12 to 18 months. The theory here is that if spending from consumers goes down, prices go down. Saying all that, if employment increases, then consumers won't have as much money in their wallets to spend on discretional goods and services. Sure, that makes sense. By design, the Fed's policies are purposefully trying to increase unemployment, and thereby that consequentially will cool the economy Mm -hmm. by reducing the number of purchases that consumers do in the marketplace. The Federal Reserve is predicting that unemployment goes up you know, to about 4.4% at the end of 2023. That is a pretty high velocity of increasing of unemployment in that period of time. That is alarming a few experts and economists that when unemployment rises that quickly from three and a half to four and a half percent in that short period of time, that is always sort of either foreshadowed or, you know, put us into a recessionary environment. I'm not sure the Fed has much choice, um, you know, in doing what they're doing. Inflation will continue to remain high if consumers keep spending, um, you know, on goods and services. So their policies might increase unemployment a little bit. And that's, you know, uh, a consequence, a little bit of, of what they're doing. But that's the one indicator I think we're looking to the most to help, you know, give us some foresight into what's going to happen in 2023. Yeah. It feels like a little bit of a precarious situation to me. Like we're picking the lesser of each evil to pull to try to even everything out right now. So I I don't think I'd want to be in their shoes right now. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. There was a, a report that came out that we read that um, you're exactly right, Claudia, that the Fed is sort of and the government is sort of picking, you know, who sort of gets hurt in in this. Right. In this economic environment, you if you project that unemployment is going to increase between three and a half to four percent by the end of next year, that's about one and a half million people who will lose their jobs in that time frame. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, tens of millions of people will have to pay more for traditional goods and services by the way of, you know, still increasing inflation. Mm-hmm. So you're right. The policymakers at the Fed and and lawmakers in Congress are really having to choose between a rock and a hard place here because someone is going to bear the brunt of this downturn. It's about mitigation of the number of people who feel that brunt of that downturn. And then how do we support those people that do feel, you know, that 
disproportionate part of you know this downturn whether it's right people that lose their jobs and can we help them through unemployment benefits and things like that these are some of the very real decisions that are before our lawmakers and to be honest there is no right or you know quality decision in front of them they have to make some hard choices and there's going to be a little bit of pain i think um for yeah some folks um you know in the near future yeah i although i think we all wish that this was a quick fix easy solution it's it's not and it's very complex so okay so last topic here i know that we talked over the summer about consumer spending starting to slow down once the weather got cold and we're now moving into the holiday season it's hard to believe that there's only about eight or nine weeks left of the year. If people really do start tightening restaurant spending in a serious way, how soon would we expect to see it show up on the data? The short answer is, Claudia, that we won't see these numbers come in until after the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Um, We expect to see those numbers in January, February of 2023. We're not expecting much data to come in during the rest of the calendar year of 22 that will help shed some light on how consumers are approaching discretionary spending like restaurant spending, like retail spending until the early months of 23. Um, we'll hear some you know, Black Friday retail sales reports um, the day after Thanksgiving and, and that weekend, mm-hmm. um, but those are really anecdotal. Uh, we don't put much weight on, on things like that. They'll, ve- they'll be very splashy on TV headlines and on newspaper clippings, but they're really anecdotal. The full data set will really come out, you know, like I said, in, in January, February of 2023. Once we get that data um, in and we analyze it, that will help give us a, a better picture as to how consumers are planning on spending their budget in 23. Until then, I think we're, we're really just speculating. I think our hope is that we end 2022 strong, that it's you know, a good retail season from consumers and that they continue to spend. You know, and we'll see what the data holds in the early months of 2023 if consumers are planning on pulling back um, because they spent you know, a good portion of their savings during 2022, or are they, you know, do they have robust savings um, you know, within their bank accounts and they plan on continuing that spending trend for 2023. I think time will tell. But um, until we get that data, we, we won't know too much. And I think we'll reserve judgment until we see more. Until then. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Tyler. I always appreciate the update and I know our listeners do too. Absolutely. Always happy to be back. That's all for this week, folks. Until next time, take care. Yeah.